Hello photography friends, Gene Negavieski here with Enphoto for another tremendous live chat in store for you today. Hello to everybody who is joining us today. Let us know in the comments, say hello, let us know where you're joining from, what kind of photography you'd like to do. And I'm so proud to be here with our guest today, Elizabeth Craig, all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, how are you today, Elizabeth? I am doing fabulous, Eugene. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Now, just a little bit about Elizabeth. If you're interested in digging deep into your personal journey and ideas of your dream life that keep you awake at night because you know your passion is so much more than a career, she is your girl. Her superpowers are a combination of business, writing, marketing, photography, and the human experience. She's obsessed with make with what makes people tick. So she is such a privilege it's such a privilege to have you on our chat today and the perfect person to talk about how to book more clients with Elizabeth. And yes, that was straight from her website. So this is definitely the perfect person to have on to uh, to talk about this topic with today. Um, we're going to get started by uh, asking Elizabeth about what she's been up to and what she has in store kind of in the near future. Uh, Elizabeth, what are some things you've been working on recently and have uh, in store in the near future? So recently what I've been working on is adapting the business for this COVID stuff. (laughs) Still dealing with that. Um, And that's really just, you know, securing the studio and making clients feel comfortable. But in terms of um, education, I'm always, 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 always looking forward to holding workshops again. So those will be coming up. Um, My superpowers are marketing and um, posing. So I tend to hold a lot of workshops for that. And I'm always putting together educational guides. So really what's coming up is just um, integrating my photography and education services back into the community after COVID. Okay. Do you find things in your area to be picking up now or is it still slow going? So... Yes, things are picking back up. I don't know about anybody else. I I thought that when COVID hit, I thought that my business was going to be over because I'm a boudoir photographer and that is a luxury. It's not a necessity. And I never thought in a million years that people or women would want to invest in that after being shut down completely for three or four months. But my business actually took off and it's been nonstop ever since. So, um, but everything is starting to open back up. The numbers are starting to come back down and it's nice to see business owners, um, finding, getting their groove back. Absolutely. Let us know in the audience, if your experience has been similar to Elizabeth, have you been booked solid throughout all this? Are things just kind of starting to open up by you? Let us know where you're from and how things are going for you. Uh, irregardless, I think everybody is curious to know what our topic is for today. And that is how to book more clients but yes now perhaps more than ever as things are finally starting to open up again so uh elizabeth i know you've compiled a list of a few things that uh our fellow listeners can do to help themselves book more clients and get people in the door uh what are what is one thing let's start with one thing that uh boudoir photographers can do to help themselves book more clients so the one of the well, the number one thing that um, boudoir photographers can do or any photographer can do, the number one thing is marketing. Hmm. 
And so when I say marketing, um, you know, social media, you know, marketing strategy, most photographers will say to me, yeah, I'm not really good. I'm not really good with that. I need to be more consistent. So um, that is the number one thing that, that I think that photographers need to focus on. And um, I did write down some really quick notes here. Um, mm -hmm. So consistency, professional online presence, these are like the really big things, but consistency is a big thing. Consistency is queen. If mm -hmm. you are wondering why, you're, you know your work is so good, but the photographer down the street who is you feel is just not as good as you are, why they are booking like crazy, chances are it's because they're just more consistent in their marketing program. So the real key to that for me is to um, have a marketing strategy and that includes knowing what days of the week, how many days a week I'm willing to post, what days of the week to post, and then choosing themes for those days of the week so that I'm not you know, coming up on a Wednesday and thinking, okay, well, I'm supposed to post today, but what am I going to post about? Hmm. So having a theme for every, like I post um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So Mondays I post, a photography session with uh, photos and my perspective. Wednesdays, I, I post something business related, business tips. Thursdays, I post um, another photography session, but usually it's from the, the client's perspective, their review. Mm. So I already know what I'm going to be posting. And the other part of that is to pre-write everything. So I take a couple days every three or four months and I write out all of my social media and mm. I put my photos with that. And so for three or four months, I don't have to, I don't have to, to write. I don't have to come up with something to write. So I only actually write my social media three or four times a year. Mm -hmm. So marketing is big. If you're mm. not getting in front of people's faces, if you're not getting in front of their eyes, they don't know you exist. And it just simply does not matter how absolutely fabulous your photography is if you are not getting in front of people. Yeah, can I can I ask something though? Consistency, you mentioned the word consistency, but it, that's not the same as posting like every day, is it? Does consistency equal quantity or can you be consistent without having to fear, feel like you have to publish something every day or twice a day? Yes. So the name of the game is figuring out what you're willing to do and really stick with. So for me, when I'm on a roll, I'm doing three times a week. Mm -hmm. You cannot get me to post more than that. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's two times a week. It doesn't matter how much. And for a long time, it was one time a week for me. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it does matter how much you do need to at least post once a week, but quality over quantity mm -hmm. is um, key here. And just making sure that your audience that you're trying to build can count on you. They want to know if they're going to, if they're going to take their time and they're going to read or watch what you put up, they want to know that it's going to be quality and they're going to know, they want to know that they're going to be able to count on you for fresh, good content. That's how you build mm -hmm. your audience. Mm -hmm. And so the pre-planning, as you said, is also very important in having these themes. Now, do you just let that play out? Or if you plan, for example, if you today plan your marketing for three months out and you set it up, but then something comes to your head 
between you know now and in that time do you just let it play out or is there some way that you can jump back in there and kind of play off an immediate idea or something like that or how can other photographers kind of balance that so even though i plan there's there are always other things that come up that i want to mm. be able to publish and i want to be able to gain exposure and there's two mm. other work days in the week so um, Tuesdays and Fridays are my days that if something comes up and I want to punch, publish something in addition to that, then that's Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's extra content. It never mm -hmm. hurts to publish more. Okay. Yes. And as you say, it's extra though. So then those uh, spontaneous things are not so pressurized because you have the the uh, foundation of your your pre-planned schedule. So that's really great. And yes, consistency. As a marketer myself, I can definitely uh, double down on that. Consistency is is very, very key. Uh, so you mentioned consistency, and you also mentioned uh, pre uh, uh, professional sorry professional online presence as yeah. well. What do you mean by that? So. I do a lot of uh, website reviews for photographers and there are just some really key things that I see consistently that I think works against photographers. Um, and I think that just because you're good at photography doesn't mean that you're good at digital styling and you need to have a very professional, um, you know, wow kind of website because your clients, your potential clients are going to decide within three seconds whether they want to stay on your website or not. And so it needs to be something that's going to draw them in. And the number one thing that I see on photographers' websites that works against them instantly is that they have more words on their website than they do their actual photographs. So most photographers want to explain everything. And if you are a photographer, and you have to explain your photographs, then you're not doing it right. Your photographs speak for you. They show everyone exactly what you do, how you do it, what your style is, what your brand is, how you're going to photograph them. So the number one thing that you need to do is take the words off the site, or at least make sure that you have more photos on the site than you do words. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's that old adage? A picture is worth a thousand words, right? <laughs> and exactly. you're literally taking pictures is, is what you do. So go ahead and show that. And would you um, lightly advise, I guess, would you advise photographers to seek out other professionals to help them with things like a website? Or is that something that uh, most photographers should be capable of figuring out themselves? Well, you know, we live in a digital world. So there are so many, Squarespace has templates. There are so many wonderful templates out there that are so easy to navigate and to, um, to put together. But my number one advice really is find somebody that you know and you love. It doesn't even have to be a boudoir photographer, but find another artistic professional that you follow. And what is it about their site? And what is it about their what they present to the public that you like? Um, and you know, go off of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really, that's a nice way to look at it too, because there are photographers that people like, because they love the photos, but there has to have been that moment when you were exposed to the photos. And likely if you found them within the past 10 years, it was through some digital medium. Uh, so that's a really good point to pay attention to those websites and those photographers you really like and see how they do it. 
and see how they do it as well. Uh, so we have a part, we have being consistent is a good way to, uh, get more clients in the door, being consistent with your social media publications, having a professional online presence, making it look fantastic, taking a little bit of the wordage out of it. Man, I would love to be able to do that. Um, and yet I'm a copywriter. So that's a great tip as well. So getting your website to look fantastic, like three second rule, as Elizabeth Craig mentioned, most people are making a decision within the first three seconds. Or less. One thing I will th well, I will add to that is uh, put pictures on there, but make sure that your website can load quickly too. Because if there's that three second rule, if it takes them five seconds for your website to load, that might not be a good thing either. What are some other tips? What's another tip that uh, photographers can utilize to book more clients? So. The next one is um, that I would say is one of the most important things is client experience. So you can only convince strangers so much that they want to book you over some other photographer. There's only so much you can do with that. But if you are providing an amazing client experience, then you now have what you could consider a street marketing team. Because if you are doing so for my clients, um, I, I, I love my clients to bits and I'm sure all of you do too. They market me for me because they love their experience so much. I never, ever, ever have a client leave my studio without saying, I can't wait to tell my girlfriends all about this. Every single woman should do this. And the client experience is a really big part of that. So you want to pre-educate your clients way before they come into the studio. And this doesn't matter what genre you're in, the more you pre-educate your client before any kind of a photo session, the less nervous they're going to be, the more they're going to feel connected to you, and the more trust that there's going to be between the two of you. And so that's really important on the front end. During the session, it's always so important to communicate it's so important to reassure and make your client feel like they are just such a rock star and a superstar. Um, one of my one of the biggest complaints that I have heard from clients that have come to me after after already going to another photographer is that um, they were so uncomfortable because the other photographer didn't give them direction and didn't tell them if they were doing okay and they and second by second and minute by minute, they kept getting more nervous and closed in and they just didn't know. So it's really important during the session to make sure that you are providing a safe and comfortable luxury experience for them. And then after, you always wanna make sure that you continue communication. That's one of the, one of the most important things is checking in and making sure that you can, that you can continue that client experience with them because you're hoping that they're going to come back. Another mm -hmm. part of that is making sure that you have luxury products as well. Making sure that you have top of the line products, that you have um, everything that you think that your clients for that specific genre are going to want. So for my clients, it is albums. The number one thing that my clients want are albums. And so that's what I invest in. And, um, I don't know if any of you are and photo clients, um, but this is, I brought this out today because this is, <laughs> this is my most beautiful prized album. This is from and photo. This is just the box. Okay. This is an acrylic cover. Look how gorgeous this is. 
flash drive album. Their albums are so gorgeous. This is something that my clients refuse to walk out <laughs> of a session without. So products are a really big part of that as well. And um, reviews. I cannot stress to you how important client reviews are. I have enough client reviews on Google that I have a lot of women that will reach out to me and reserve a session without even having a question because they're like, you know what? I have read all of these reviews. You're amazing. I love your photography. I really don't have any questions. I feel like we're good to go. Just send the contract. Wow. Uh, bear with me here. I have a lot. I have a lot to touch on. Uh, such great points from Elizabeth, and I will dig a little deeper into those. And with that, you might notice that in the comments section, I have posted a link to Elizabeth Craig's uh, website and shop. And she was also so generous to uh, offer to the viewing audience some promotions for some of her educational resource materials. So there is some. There are some discount codes from Elizabeth there to get more information on how to get more clients uh, as well as how to pose subjects in a flattering way, uh, which as Elizabeth has mentioned is really one of her superpowers as well. So do yourself the favor when this is over and check those out and download those resources, taking advantage of those wonderful promotion codes. Um, and thank you so much for showing off the uh, album, Elizabeth. Uh, and that's perfect timing because any of listeners now uh, watching or listening, we have just launched an acrylic-related campaign at the beginning of the month where you can get that product as a sample, as Elizabeth has showed off for 75% off, as well as an additional wall decor sample for 75% off. So if you're really into acrylic, you can even get an acrylic wall print as well for 75% off. Do uh, take advantage of that opportunity. We'll put a link to that as well in the comments of the uh, live chat or acrylic, go acrylic promo valid through the end of June. So you, you have some time, take advantage of it as soon as you can, but you do have some time with that. And uh, Elizabeth, I wanted to to get back to what you were mentioning. I wanted to uh, go back to what you mentioned about the uh, staying in touch with clients. And how do you go about, because this is an important aspect. And uh, as, you, as you kind of alluded to, a lot of times photographers might um, have the client leave and say goodbye and look forward to the next client. How do you go about that though, staying in touch? Is there like a time frame of when you send a message? What is kind of an idea of what your message is after the shoot? Are you just saying hello and checking in? Is there some other kind of offer? How do you go about staying in touch with clients after they've used your service? So, the, the number one thing that I do, of course, is compile an email list so that I can do newsletters that are specific to only previous clients, mm -hmm. uh, letting them know that if there are any you know, specials coming up, any, um, any events that I'm having specifically for them. So I like to compile that right after a session with me, they get their thank you. And that is just a whole bunch of gushing about how wonderful they did for their session and how much in love with the photos I am and um, you know, hoping that they're just as much in love with them as I am. Um, but then after that, about 30 days out, I work in a CRM. I have a CRM program. So 30 days out, they will also get another email from me that asks them to leave a review for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I check in immediately after, and then I give them a break. And then 30 days out, they receive an email from me um, asking them for a review. And But the most important thing that I do is I have a loyalty program. And that's what keeps me in touch with my clients most of all. So the loyalty program is something that incentivizes them to come back all the time. Because here's the thing. You can spend all of your time trying to convince strangers that you are what they want. Why not put a lot of that energy into the clients that have already been with you that don't need to be convinced? So it's a lot easier to bring them back to you if you focus on them and you continue to make them feel very special like VIPs. And so my loyalty program is for life, they get $100 off of the session fee. Um, for their sessions, if they return to me, sessions two and three, they get 10% off of products. Sessions four through six, they get 25% off of products. And any session from then on, they get 50% off of products. If they refer somebody, they get an additional $100 off of the next session, and that can accrue. So I had a woman one time that had referred in between her first session and her second session, she had referred like five women. So she had $500 towards a session. My session fee is only $450. So she got $50 to go towards products. So I very much incentivize that. I also do events for my clients. I do refresh weeks. Like once a year, I'll put out, you know, gather everybody up and say, hey, everybody, it's time for you guys to refresh your your, your photos. Like, I know you want to come back in. Sometimes I'll do themes. I'll rent Airbnbs and I'll do themes, but I will only invite my previous clients. So you can continue to make them feel special and continue to incentivize programs for them to come back or reasons for them to come back, then you don't have to put as much energy into, you know, like getting strangers off the street. Does that make to sense? Me, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, let us know in the comments if you guys have any kind of, if you yourselves have any kind of uh, loyalty program, as Elizabeth mentioned, I'm all for that. Even outside, this is, this is applicable, applicable, sorry, to, I would say, all kinds of businesses. I, I first came across this concept when I was working in a restaurant and our restaurant owner said that to us all the time, all the time, that it takes much more effort to get new people in than it does to satisfy those who come and to have them keep coming back. And just that idea of the word of mouth being so powerful of an advertising form, especially today, even today, and I think especially today with all this digital uh medium and stuff like that word of mouth people still really rely upon the word of mouth from their trusted sources be it friends family or whomever uh so that loyalty program is a great a great idea uh to incentivize uh your clients to keep coming back again let us know in the comments if you if you do something like that let us know if you have any questions uh, we'd be happy to field any questions that you might have for elizabeth today uh, about booking clients or any marketing uh matters for that matter as well uh and the reviews no sorry go ahead there is there was a question somebody asked seo asks for 300 plus words on a page of your website to be found or is that not needed so can i answer that really quickly yes you can good catch i i, I did not see that thank you thank you so much elizabeth please do please answer that question so it's not that it doesn't 
it's not that it doesn't matter. So I, on every website, you are going to have pages that are just simply, they have to have words because you have to explain things, right? So those are the, like for instance, I have a blog. I, I'm a long, long form writer. So I have a lot of words on that page. Um, there is uh, the FAQ page. My FAQ page has a tons, you know, a ton of words on that. So I do have pages that have a lot of words, but when I want to show my photography, the only thing you're going to see on that page is photographs. So I have a lot of pages that have words on them and that's where the little Google bots, they find those pages, right? And plus I blog three days a week. So I'm constantly refreshing what I'm doing and constantly adding words. So the little Google bots are like, oh, somebody's looking for a boudoir photographer. This site over here updates three days a week, which means that it's probably the most up to date. So we're gonna push that on the top of Google because we wanna be able to give our searchers, our people, we wanna be able to give them the most relevant up-to-date websites to be able to you know, get whatever, whatever information they're looking for. So you are going to have pages that are gonna to have to have a lot of words on them, regardless if you're a photographer or not. But on your portfolio page, you wanna make sure that you're all photographs. And you wanna make sure that even on your worded pages that you have lots of photographs because you're a photographer. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to answer that really quick. And I see another one Somebody said, um, do you do you also have a referral program? Do you mean a referral program for my my previous clients or just random people? Let me know what you mean about that, because um, so the referral program that I have for my previous clients is included in the loyalty program. So if you refer people, then you do receive um, you receive, you know, money for that or not money, but you receive, um, you know, a, a discount towards a future session. I know that a lot of photographers will actually give like a like a, like a gift card or something like that, or even um, a visa card with, you know, 50 bucks on it or something like that. I haven't found that I needed to do something like that. I find that for me that just um, giving them a reason to come back to me rather than giving them $50 to spend somewhere else, I want to give them $50 to spend it with me. So um, that's how I work that. But let me know if that was not the answer that you were looking for. Uh, yes, and great questions from the audience. Uh, thank you for picking up on that, uh, Elizabeth. I, I will throw something in there too, uh, to the question about SEO from Mikey. Look into alt text as well. This is a way you can attribute words to, uh, oh, we seem to have lost Elizabeth. Stay with us, everyone. She will be back with us shortly. Um, I had something I wanted to say anyway. So in the meantime, as she's coming, I uh, will address this again. Again, look into alt text uh, for images, which is attributing words to the images that you put on your website. So describing what it is that your picture is about. This is one way that you can uh, also put some words on your website without them necessarily coming in, but bots and Google searches and stuff will still pick up on that text. It's the alt text of the images that you place onto your website. Keep it relevant to what is being shown in the picture and what your brand is about. This can help your SEO as well and potentially uh, help to satisfy this uh, 300 word limit. Uh, this in addition to everything that uh, Elizabeth was saying, because that was all spot on as well. Uh, and uh, my other question for you, um, Elizabeth, is so you are, uh, you mentioned you are asking though for reviews. This was, this was in your CRM, the, the uh, 
email that you send out, but you are asking for the reviews. Yes. Yes. Very much. Oh yes. Okay. I typically try to wait until they have received their, all of their products to make sure that they're happy mm. with everything. And then yes, I always ask for reviews and test even testimonials of somebody, my clients, like I said, they're very lovely. They, they are always happy to help me um, continue to build my business to reach other women. Okay. I'm, I'm lucky. That was almost a personal question. I'm not trying to project myself on others, but I know sometimes it can seem a little awkward asking for a, you know, review or testimonial, but it helps to ask. It helps to ask for them. They're, they might not necessarily appear out of out of nowhere, even if people really do love your service. So it's always a good idea to ask people for them. What is uh, what is the CRM that you use, if you don't mind me asking, Elizabeth? 17 hats is what I use. Okay. There are so many good ones. I started hmm. with 17 hats. It's always been good to me. So that's what I've always stuck with. Okay. And I have one more question about this, um, you know, like words to pictures ratio that we've got talking about here. Um, what is your opinion on just the, the homepage itself for a professional photographer, obviously? Um, they're heavily on the pictures, I would assume, or for the for the actual homepage, what is your philosophy for, for that? So my two recommendations for the homepage is that when you when someone clicks on your link and that page comes up, there should be one giant show-stopping photograph that just punches them right in their eyes when that when that comes up. Like it's just like, oh, yeah. So on my website, um, because I do education um, and I do photography, um, I also do some things with my husband. When my when my website comes up, it is one giant photograph, but it's actually a photograph of me. Because I need people to now, when I rebranded myself, I wanted people to understand that I am not just a photographer. I'm also doing other things. And so I, I, when I kept a, just one big, beautiful, like boudoir photo up, nobody paid attention to the fact that I offered education services and all kinds of other things. Um, so I find that putting up that one photograph of myself changed that when I rebranded. But generally speaking, whatever genre of photography it is that you are photographing, you want that one killer photo to come up. Um, even better than that is if you can have a video come up instantly. There, um, yeah. I'll have to look and see who there's, um, a couple of photographers that you go on their site and it's just this giant like like corner to corner video that just starts rolling and it's beautiful it's stunning and i know that when you go on their website you are so drawn in you can't help but look up all of their information and cruise through their website Squarespace is really popular. And so you can have that really big photo that comes up and then they just scroll down and you put a little bit of words and a little bit of information and then you scroll up, put another big giant photo there or a couple photos. And then, you know, as they scroll down, you can have your words and you can have your information, just making sure that you're always putting those words with photos. That makes sense? Absolutely. I suppose a photography homepage might be somewhat equivalent to a book's cover. And we're always told not to judge a book by its cover, but let's face it, photographers, most people are going to judge you by your homepage. Those first three seconds, as uh, Elizabeth Craig tells you, is very important. So you got to make sure to knock out that homepage for your website and the rest of it as well. 
uh, heed Elizabeth Craig's advice. I want to draw another uh, attention reminder to the wonderful link that she has provided for us as well as a discount code so you can get amazing educational resources from Elizabeth herself at a discount. Putting a show-stopping knockout photo at the beginning at the homepage of your website to draw people in. That's a similar technique you can use with print products as well in your studio if you have one. Uh, so I want to come back around to that topic for a minute. Uh, you were talking about the other way you can offer a luxury brand is and a consistent brand is to offer luxury products that fit your that fit your brand. And you showed off our acrylic album, and you say that you love it, and your clients love it. What is it about the acrylic, and and how do, why does it fit so well with boudoir, in, in your opinion? Well, acrylic takes everything up a notch. So I always show um, the same. So I show the same album with a leather cover. I show the same album with um, just a regular photo cover, like a wraparound. And then I show the album with the acrylic cover. And hands down, it's the acrylic cover that that they choose nine times out of ten. And the reason why is because it just elevates it. It's so much more luxury. It is just a showstopper. There is just something about that acrylic. And I think that it's because, you know, they, you know, the photo is shiny and it's just so big. Um, mm -hmm. It just makes a big difference. It's the material of it. It's contemporary. It's um, mm -hmm. they just love it. Hands down. That's my number one, the acrylic number one seller. Even compared to the leather, because that's kind of seen as the more traditional, uh, you know, style for boudoir, isn't it? But the acrylic is your far and away number one, you say. It is. And I think the reason why too, though, is because with acrylic, you kind of get the best of both worlds because you do get the acrylic, but then you also get the wraparound leather. So you are getting both getting two luxury materials put together that finishes it beautifully. Okay. And your clients, you know, with the acrylic album, then that's, uh, a given that you're going to have a photo on the cover, as you showed, it was AP9, so the full cover with an image. You can get different styles of the and sizes of a cover photo. But if you're going to get the acrylic, you're going to have a photo on the cover. And you find that your clients, they love that. They love that. Yes. This is uh, this. So here, I don't know if you guys can see, but this is the leather and it wrap. This is on the, um, the box, but it's the same thing on. Um, the album as well. So here is the leather and it wraps around. So <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know about all of you, but I know shooting boudoir, when a woman allows herself to become very vulnerable and put herself in this kind of a photograph, she wants to show that off. So <laughs> um, this, this album is like, the best album for that because wraparound covers, I just don't think do the photographs justice. Um, I think that the acrylic encases the photograph so beautifully and it, um, it maintains the integrity of the colors of the story of the photograph um, without, you know, without disrupting um, the integrity of the photograph. That's really what it is. I mean, you know, it keeps, it's there. They're so, the colors are beautiful. Um, and like I said, the, it's the shiny part, you know, the acrylic that is a little bit more contemporary, um, which I think, you know, for my clients, that's what they want. So. Right. 
And it's yes, it's going to vary from from client to client, photographer to photographer. But but that is why I asked. And Kunin Gunda, I see your questions in the audience. We'll get to those in a second. But it is why I asked because newsflash, I am not a woman, and nor am I a boudoir photographer. But I do understand that there can be sometimes some shyness about this genre for women as well. So the fact that they are craving that acrylic cover, I think is is good to to tell other uh, fellow boudoir photographers as well. It's kind of that symptom where if you have it, they will want it kind of a thing as well, I think too. Uh, so definitely something to consider uh, seeking out all you other boudoir photographers or other photographers as well. Similar principles apply to all different genres of photography. And again, don't miss out. Now is the perfect time for a 75% off sample of something that Elizabeth just showed off as well as a wall decor sample acrylic as well. I'm going to come back now to Kunigunda. She has some follow-up questions, I understand. She says, thank you for mentioning the question. She mm -hmm. believes that you explained it already. Um, she says, I assume you wouldn't do the same for new clients. Do you have another way to attract more new clients to book their first session? Yes. And it is, unfortunately, it, like there is everybody that asks me this question. Everybody wants like a roadmap. Okay. Everybody wants like, this is what you can do. If you do this, you're going to instantly start booking clients. So the truth of the matter is, is that it is, it is a whole bunch of consistent actions that you put together that all, when you put them all together, get your name out there so much that you are flooding the internet and the market with you and your photographs and people are recognizing. It's the same thing. So it, it, with, um, with anything else. So if I want to buy, if I want to buy a couch and I'm looking for local furniture dealers, I don't normally always search for furniture dealers. So they're not in my feed. I don't normally see them. I don't run across stuff like that. So I'm going to do a search. And when I pull up like Pittsburgh furniture dealers, whoever has stuck with their game, whoever has marketed themselves the best and most consistently, that's who's going to come up in my feed. And it's the same with photography. People, most people don't sit around you know, four days a week and search, oh, like, I wonder what, like, family photographers there are around me. They're going to look for family photographers or boudoir photographer, whatever genre. It is. They're going to look when they need your services. So you have to make sure that throughout the year, every single day, well, not every single day, but, you know, you have to have. So here's the thing. You are a media company before you are anything else. You have to change your mindset to understand that you are a media company before you are a photographer. What do I mean by that? A media company is somebody that knows how to work the internet, that knows how to keep themselves out there, that knows how to market themselves to sell their products. And that's what you have to do because it just, just like I said, it doesn't matter how fabulous your photographs are. If you are not coming up whenever people are searching for your services, then you're dead in the water. So there is no one simple thing, right? But I have, um, so like on my website, I do have that guide and I'm only bringing it up because it, 
it kind of goes through like everything that I have learned in the past 16 years of my profession that I learned that got me where I am. And I can tell you right now, the number one thing that got me where I am and has kept me a successful full-time photographer since 2005 is my consistency in my marketing. That is hands down because art is subjective. Photography is subjective. You may think that the photographer down the street, that their photography stinks, right? And yours is fantastic. But if they're booking more than you are, it's because they're getting their name out there and that's all there is to it. Um, the people that are booking them, art is subjective. So you may not like their work or you may think that everybody else's work is not great, but it's subjective. So you have to remember that. But the number, so here, this is what I have in my guide and I'm only, and, and it's okay. I don't want you to think I'm pushing my guide. Oh no, we've lost Elizabeth again. Stay tight. I'm sure she will be back in a moment. Uh, she'll tell us what is on her mind about getting our name out there. And there she is again. Okay. I don't know what the problem is. Um, but anyway, so developing your voice and your brand, um, you want, you have to understand that your message is your mission. My message for boudoir photography is self-love, self-acceptance, self-love. So that's what I blog about. That's what I talk about. That's what I market. Everything that I write and everything that I do pushes that accept yourself for who you are. Um, brand consistency and self-packaging you, you may think that everybody wants to buy your photographs, but the truth is, is they're buying you. So you have to make sure that your brand is consistent with, with what message you're selling. Mm -hmm. um, number two, nailing your, your target. Who's your target market and who's your target audience? You may want to sell. I, I would love to be able to sell my sessions for $5,000 a session. That would be great. That's not where I live. People are not going to pay that. So I have to understand the socioeconomic status and the culture of where I live in order to be able to market to them effectively. Um, become your client's ideal photographer, focusing on value over skills. This is something, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, he's a male boudoir photographer in the United States. His name is Michael Sasser. And he, he was on, I used to do a podcast and I had him on as a guest one time. And he said something that was like, everybody should scream, like it should be screaming from the rooftops for photographers. Okay. If, if you give your client amazing photographs that are just should be in a museum, but you give them a crappy experience, they're never going to come back. If you give your client pretty good photos, but an incredible experience, they will come back. So you have to remember that you want to be your client's ideal photographer, focusing on value over your skills. I hear this all the time. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I can't charge for this. I'm not good enough. It's all subjective. Yes, you can get out there, charge for it. The more confident you are, the better you're going to get and the more people are going to come to you. Um, make your experience known blogging, marketing, behind the scenes, reviews and testimonials. 100% every time you're photographing, you should be doing behind the scenes photos. And even if you can't post them right there, keep them, just keep them, keep them in your phone. And when you're like, what am I gonna, I should put something up. Guess what, you have something in your phone. Um, focus locally, 
I've had so many photographers come to me and say, I've been published in international magazines and I don't know why I can't get clients because are they flying in from that international country? No, you're who you should be marketing to is within a 25 mile radius. Dreaming big is great. Getting published internationally, wonderful, but it's not going to pay your rent. What you need to do is focus on your 25 mile radius because that's who's going to pay your bills. Um, you are a media company before you're anything else. We already talked about that. Uh, develop a monster marketing strategy. All right. That's got like seven different things in it. That's like creating your website that attracts stockpiling and scheduling your content, creating a, a custom retail calendar. So whatever you're shooting, there are holidays. You plan out for those holidays, plan your programs out for those holidays and make sure that you are marketing those programs that you're putting out there or those campaigns that you're putting out there, that you're marketing them four months in advance, four to six months in advance so that you can get booked up for that. If there aren't enough holidays for you to create a retail calendar, create your own holiday. I create holidays all the time. <laughs> um, Let's see, creating a killer launch. You got to make sure that you know how to launch what you're doing. If you're creating these amazing programs, you want to make sure that you are creating a program to actually launch it correctly so that it gets in front of people the, the best way. Contact and response time, hands down. This is one of the number one complaints from clients that I talk to that they've, they've, you know, they've reached out to five different photographers and they only heard from me. You know, or I, so I have like an, uh, a 16 hour response time, but usually, I mean, that's my minimum. Usually I am responding to somebody within four hours of their inquiry. And, and it's hilarious to me how impressed they are that I actually communicated with them. It makes a difference because it, it shows them that you care. And that's important. Um, uh, multimedia marketing, you should be writing, blogging, you should be um, having video, uh, slideshows, whatever you can do to change up your marketing. If, if you always are a writer, 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 change it up with videos or slideshows. It doesn't always have to be words convincing or it doesn't always have to be slideshows. It could be you know, a variety of different things. You want to make sure that you're enticing people to purchase what, to, to you're enticing people to follow you because they're interested in what you do and eventually they're going to book you. Um, email and newsletter list, we already talked about this. Um, creating a loyalty program to get those clients back at you. Uh, there's like a whole, and then there's a few other things that if I don't spend time explaining, it won't make sense anyway. So, um, but those are, those kinds of things are really big. In addition to that, I'm sure you guys have heard of this is ambassador programs or um, what do they call those model calls? I think ambassador programs are a little better than model calls, but that's a really great way to get people introduced to you and you're still making money and you have, I don't know, tell me if you don't know um, what an ambassador program is, I'll explain that to you. But an ambassador, it's a great way to um, get your name out there and, and you have a street team, you're creating a street team. And so you're giving discounts to your client to these these people you're giving a big discount to them for, for them to come in for photo shoots but in return they're singing your praises they are agreeing to contractually agreeing to putting out um 
so many posts a week, um, along with the photos in, in a multitude of different ways. This is something that you do ahead of time. You set up with them ahead of time and you do it via contract so that you're not, you know, you didn't just give somebody a discount for a session and they didn't do anything with it. So, um, but let me know if you, if you don't know what an ambassador program is, I kind of just explained it, but I can go into more detail. Okay. Sorry. I know I was talking so fast. I was just trying to fit that in. <sighs> Back to you, Eugene. <laughs> I was just listening. That was such great insight. So much knowledge that you just dropped, uh, Elizabeth. Um, and with that, I have to say that this is going to be available after the live so you can come back to it and hear what Elizabeth had to say if you didn't catch all of it. And also, again, please check out her link. We I put it into the uh, comments a few times now. Check it out. Take advantage of those resources that she's giving you a discount on. It'll have a lot of what she's discussing here and more inside of that. And there was, yeah, there was just so much going on there that Elizabeth does so Awesome. And you know what I was thinking of when you uh, quoted or when you mentioned uh, Michael Sasser and you talked about how you can be awesome, but not have a good client experience and no one will like you and, and vice versa. And people will love you. I, you know, it, it just brought back the cheers theme popped into my head. People want to go where everybody knows your name. It's all about that client experience. And I'm sure many of us can have a similar experience where we can think of some type of a restaurant that's just a typical diner or cafe or bar but we love to go there because the atmosphere the rapport between the staff and everything is there even though the food is not michelin rated it's just that experience that we have when we go there so it can apply to photography as well and what we were mentioning at the beginning about the media company it, it made me think of the, the marketing rule of seven uh are you aware of the marketing rule of seven uh, elizabeth I am not. Hit me. That people need to, if you're kind of a cold emailing, that somebody needs to be exposed to your content at least seven times before they're willing to engage. So the more you are able to put your content, so it's about the visibility as you were mentioning, but it's also about them simply seeing it as well. That on average, people need to engage, see, see your name and your product and your, and your, your, your brand at least seven times before they finally decide to to engage with it, buy the product, sign up for the service or something like that. So the visibility is important as well as getting your name in front of people's eyes. So as Elizabeth says, yes, you're a photographer, but you're also a marketing media company. That was fantastic. I really loved all the tips that you have given us, uh, Elizabeth. And to kind of go back to a little thing we were talking about before, uh, I think, yeah, Kunigunda had a question about the uh, website stuff as well. She had a question about um, the cover photo. And yes, please let us know if you have any questions about anything that Elizabeth just went over. Let us know in the comments, again, what you uh, what your experience is with an ambassador program, as Elizabeth was mentioning. And Kunigunda's question about the, the website was, do you often change your homepage main photo? Or once you get the killer photo, does it just stay indefinitely? No, um, I, I when I when it wasn't just a photo of me, I changed it out all the time because I love my photography. <laughs> so when I would take a photo and I was like, oh my gosh, then that would go on my website. Changing out your photos, doing anything that you can do as much as you can, as often as you can to make changes on your website notifies those little Google bots that your website is refreshed and that it is up to date and that is um, 
good knowledge for people. So if you keep getting, don't force it, don't force it. But like, if you, you know, take some like killer photographs and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Change it out, change it out as much as you want. Keeping your content fresh is what is going to keep people coming back to see what you're up to because you're offering fresh content. So that's, yeah. that's always a good idea. I want to ask something too about the cover image because you mentioned how you changed it from a killer boudoir shoot to a picture of yourself because you were trying to change your brand and show that you're about education and things other than boudoir. But for viewers listening to us who are boudoir photographers and that's primarily the service they want to market, when you had that boudoir photograph, photograph that worked for you as a boudoir photographer, yes? Oh, me? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. And I would know what really works because I would blog it. So I'm mm -hmm. a big blogger. So for those mm -hmm. of you who don't blog, you should blog because you don't even have to write. You have all the content you need. You have photos. Um, but I would blog it. So I would take like, you know, whatever. I blog three days a week. So I would take, you know, my favorite whatever and I put them up and I would see what would get like the biggest reaction. That would go up on my website. That would be my killer mm -hmm. photo. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we've lost Elizabeth again. Don't worry. She will be back in a moment, I am sure. Uh, so such great content we are getting from Elizabeth. Let us know if you have any questions in the comments. And here she is again. Sorry, guys. Don't way. worry about it. It's it's the internet. It happens to everybody. Don't worry, Elizabeth. Uh, so you said you were putting it in the blog, and the one that got the most reaction would be the killer shot that you would put up there. Okay, so that's a great way that people can do that as well. And I, I want to ask you about the blog because we keep coming back to it. But before I do that, I also just want to stress that uh, as uh, Elizabeth is kind of alluding to when she's talking about this, what you show is what you're going to get. So if you're somebody who uh, is kind of straddling many different genres, uh, you know, pick the one that you'd like the most to, to really promote because that's what you're going to get. The more you show it, that's what you're going to get. Uh, so if you offer a few, but there's one you particularly love, then make that be the one that you're, you are really promoting. Uh, but blogging, let's talk about that. Because again, uh, people you say blog, and I think a lot of people think words. They think, you know, stories, essays. And they're photographers. They're like, I'm a photographer. Why, why do I need to blog? Why do photographers need to blog? And how can they make, you know, like a photographer-appropriate blog? So for photographers. So the number one thing is, is that, um, I run into a lot of photographers that they don't write. They don't like to write. They they're really bad spellers or whatever. So the number one thing is you already have all your content. You don't even have to put a word up. All you have to put is here's Elizabeth or here's Miss C. And then you put all of the photographs up. You want a blog because it refreshes, as I've said, it refreshes your website as much as you blog, it is telling the Google bots that you're putting up fresh content and that's going to push your blog posts or it's going to push your website up in Google more and more and more. This is how I became a successful full-time photographer without paying for advertising. Um, I'm very, very cheap. <laughs> so when I started my business, when I started my business, blogging was really big. I know that they like to say, Nowadays, that blogging is dead. It's not because blogging is free SEO. And you don't even have to have a reader, not one reader on your blog, not one. It's still free SEO. 
So all you have to do is every time you have a photo shoot, put those photos on the blog and title it Miss or Mrs. or whatever, and the first initial of their name, and that's it. Because your photographs speak for themselves, or they should. Now, I like to write, so I am always putting in the human interest story. So whatever my client is coming to me for, if it's a hook story, it's going in there. And that's what I talk about. Or I'll talk about my reaction or my perspective on how this is, I used to like at least three times a week, I, I would put out a blog post that had like, oh, you know, Susie came in and she was so nervous. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I showed her some photos and she just saw what a rock star she was. And then, wow, you were, and then she just sashayed out the studio at the end. I stopped doing that for a while because I was rebranding and I was pushing education. And I had more than one person come up to me and say, you know what I really miss on your blog? I really miss hearing the stories about women who thought they couldn't do it but they came to you and then they realized not only that they could, but it changed everything for them. So those human interest stories are important, but if you don't write or you don't want to write, the photos are enough. It refreshes your website. It's free SEO. It's your keywording, your, your tagging and all of those kinds of things. It's important and it's the easiest thing for you to do is to, is to keep a blog. Did I answer your question? You answered my question. Yeah. And that was my question. Yeah. And as I mentioned a little earlier, I think I might've said it when, when you had a moment when you were gone, but also uh, look into the alt text for photos as well. Those can, that can be a way where you can almost cheat the system and really benefit from SEO, even with just pictures. Uh, you can put in the alt text of the images, keep it appropriate to what the image is about, but you can use specific keywords that you find are really searched for surrounding your genre and your, you know, your business and things like that. So that is kind of labeling the picture and the alt text is actually what, you know, search engine bots and everything are looking, are reading. They can't read a picture, obviously. So what they do is they read the alt text of the image. So that's another way that you can take advantage of a blog, even if it's heavily photos, as uh, as Elizabeth says. So that's that's really, yeah, and that's great. And um, I want to ask, and I see a question from from Mikey, and I have, uh, but with this human, human interest stories and and you kind of publishing photos of, of clients. Is this something that's worked into your, your contract with your clients is that you are able to publish their photos or is there that's still something where you seek out permission from the clients to, to put their images on like the blog and stuff like that? So I found in the beginning of my business that when I asked for permission, I never got it. Um, until after the session, until after they saw their photos. But so now I put it in my contract and it is big and it's bold and you can't miss it. It says that I have unrestricted rights to mm -hmm. publish any photograph from this session in any media form. Those clients that are, that just simply cannot or do not want them published, they always come back to me and say like, hey, I, I read over the contract, I'm, I'm really ready to go. I just can't sign this contract. Is, is there any wiggle room there? And I always hands down change it for anybody who mm -hmm. requests. So I honor their privacy. Um, but I also on my FAQ page on my website, I think that there is, I haven't been on there in quite a while. Um, and then also in one of the guides in their prep guide that I give to them after they book, there's a big section in there that says like, you know, on posting your photos on the internet, remember, this is how you found me. You saw gorgeous mm -hmm. photos of a gorgeous woman and it's, you know, it, it encouraged you to reach out to me. So let's, let's all collectively, 
you know, um, quit taking, or uh, let's all collectively take the stigma out of sensuality. Um, you know, and with that being said, like I said, there are just some professions or some things that like you just can't have those posted. So um, I talk about it all the time. I have it on my FAQ page. I have it in the prep guide and I have it in my contract. So mm. it's out there. That's how I handle that. Okay. And it's safe to say that more often than not, it's been a positive experience. It's been a positive reaction to to using client images for the uh, human experience and the blog posting and things like that. Very much. Okay. Uh, we have a question uh, in the audience from, from Mikey about the blog. Where do you post your blog before it goes on your website? Do you use Facebook and Instagram to get clients to your website or do they have a different goal for your business she says she gets tangled up in where to post on website on facebook or instagram okay so let me walk you through what i do i blog three days a week so when i when my my blog is attached to my website so if you go on my website you're going to see the header above and it's going to say this and contact and blah 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 and then there is a link for blog so my blog is attached to my website so that is my first stop so I write everything on my blog. I that's that's that is scheduled ahead of time for three months worth of content. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, when it gets published, I go in to my blog and I copy it and I paste it onto my personal Facebook page, onto my business Facebook page, onto my Instagram photography page. Um, I also have like another Instagram page for my studio because I rent my studio out. Um, so I post it there. I also post it on LinkedIn and then I link to it in Pinterest. So I have now in addition to the blog. Okay. So I have, let's see, blog. We have two Facebooks. We have two Instagrams. We have LinkedIn and Pinterest. Okay. So one blog post that I wrote has now hit seven places in one day. Okay. And Go ahead. I was just going to say, and there's a rule of seven. <laughs> if somebody looks at all of those. <laughs> well, I do that three times a week. So mm -hmm. if I am hitting seven places three times a week, that is 21 hits in a week. That's huge. But I'm only writing three posts. So you want to maximize what you're doing. And I know a lot of people say like, oh, well, don't put the same stuff on Instagram that you put on Facebook because, you know, you want to make a difference. First of all, I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, second of all, I disagree. My Instagram followers don't really follow me on Facebook. My Facebook followers don't really follow me on Instagram. Here's the thing. I found what social media platforms I was willing to post to and what I thought would work for me. So no, I don't do TikTok. I don't do, there's like a whole bunch of other stuff out there. I don't do any of that because I just know I won't stick with it. And the only thing that is worse than, you know, not doing anything at all is inconsistency because you're really wasting your time. So you need to figure out which platforms really work for you and which, which one of those platforms are really is your gold star. That's the one you nurture. So for me, it's Facebook. And for me, it's my personal page on Facebook that is my hook, line, and sinker. Nobody goes to my blog anymore but it's okay because that refreshes <clears throat> to the SEO. So that's a hands down, that's my first stop. 
Everybody on my personal Facebook page loves what I do. I get lots of raves and followship, you know, followers there. The reason why I don't focus on my business page, the reason why I'm, I cater to my personal page is because unless you have 50,000 followers on your business page, <clears throat> excuse me, Facebook is paid to play. So when you post something to your business page on Facebook, unless you have a whole bunch of followers, Facebook will actually actively suppress your post because they want you to boost it and they want you to pay for an ad. So to me, it's still important to have a business page because that's your yellow pages. So when somebody goes into Facebook and they're like, I'm looking for a boudoir photographer in this area, you want your, you want your business page because you want your business page to come up whenever they're searching for that. But I don't ever, I told you I'm cheap. I don't like, unless I have, if I have published a blog post that gets like crazy amount of comments and likes and stuff like that. Now I know that it works. That post I might boost, or I might turn that post into an ad of some sort because I already know that it works. So I already know spending the money on it works for me. Does that make sense? But you want to maximize everything that you do. You want to make sure that you're putting it in as many places as you can. You know, the, the term divide and conquer, this is not divide and conquer. This is hit everything at one time because then it's, you have so much more of a chance to get all of your stuff out there much easier. Right. Does that make sense? makes sense to me let us know if you have any questions uh in the audience uh thank you for the wonderful questions so far all of you uh, viewers out there uh we we are coming up a little bit on time too so i guess i will make this an, uh, an official kind of last call for questions of the in the audience if you have any questions for elizabeth craig please put them in within the next minute or two uh again Please check out her um, website. You know, at the main. Uh, in the meantime, I'll put that back up here. The link to uh, her shop for more educational resources. I am now putting it again into the comments, and bear with me, and I will get these wonderful promo codes up as well, so you can get materials from Elizabeth Craig at a discount. One about how to book clients, so what it is we're talking about today, as well as how to pose your subjects so that they are sure to want to keep coming back. And you'll see too, that there's lots of free, there's not lots, I would say maybe five. There's like four or five like free resources on there that you can download. They're like teeny weeny little bitty tiny like mini guides. So um, even if you just download those. Uh, and I also wanted to say too, if you have any, if you ever have any questions or anything, I'm an open book. <laughs> so but if you ever, if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, um, please do. I am. Um, 16 years into it. So I feel like, I feel like sometimes I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of books, we didn't really even get much into product sales. So we'll have to get you back on here at a different time, Elizabeth, so we can dive into the nuances of product sales, especially for boudoir photographers as well. But as Elizabeth says, if you get the acrylic album, it really, you can't go wrong. It practically sells itself uh, paired with your wonderful phot photographic work. So 
take advantage of it. Everybody in the audience, again, 75% off one uh, traditional sample, as I like to say, books, albums, things like that, as well as 75% off one sample for wall decor with our Go Acrylic campaign. Well, that's going to do it today for our live chat with Elizabeth Craig. Thank you so much, everyone in the audience, for joining us today. And thank you so much, Elizabeth, for taking your time to sit down and chat with us. It was such a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Always love coming on. Take care, everybody.